Well, for many years, leftist billionaire George Soros has used his wealth to remake our society, American society. His latest area of focus is criminal justice. From Texas to Philadelphia, the state of Virginia, Soros has reportedly spent millions of dollars backing candidates for district attorney, for prosecutor. Once elected, these candidates have tended to cash, have ended cash bail, treated felonies like misdemeanors, and sometimes ignored some crimes entirely. But she got millions, millions from George Soros, two million to be exact, and that's a dot. Krasner received 1.7 million in backing from Soros. Anybody else connecting the blood splatter dots? Then there's LA's George Gascone, another far left reformer bankrolled by Soros's millions. He's now, like Budin, re facing a recall after replacing the rule of law with weak sentencing for violent thugs. Gascone redefined victimhood so victims aren't just those targeted by criminals, but the criminals themselves. So wherever crime's exploding, you find these dots, progressive Soros-backed prosecutors. Like Maroon 5's latest tour, wherever they go, people suffer. <laughs> so I'm so tired of the left pretending like we've picked George Soros to be our boogeyman. Like, oh, yeah. he's not a bad guy, but there goes the right talking about George Soros. Every right. time this man spends money, it, it, it is towards an effort that is going to undo American civilization. But uh, Bodine, as other DAs, is the product of a very insidious plot on the part of George Soros. He started this in 2016. He's contributed through his various organizations to 75 elections. This week, when I was looking for stories for the Daily Raw, I ran into an article that said Soros district attorneys, DAs, preside over 40% of the nation's murders. I really couldn't get this byline out of my head, so I decided to research this, to understand it better, and to really inform myself with this issue. Now, George Soros is often perceived as the boogeyman of the right. Now, I personally believe he is a boogeyman, and there are other billionaires who need just as much attention placed on them as well. However, when it comes to the DAs, this criticism is wholly justified. And as we will explore today, people were really slow to become informed on this issue. But before we really dive into this, let's call Rob, who is a lawyer and happens to also be the smartest man alive to help us better understand this. So Rob, what in the world is a district attorney and what exactly do they do? In most cases, the chief prosecutor in a particular state jurisdiction is called a district attorney, but some states use other titles. For example, in Virginia, the position is called Commonwealth's attorney. However, this prosecutor is a public official who's appointed or elected to represent the state in criminal proceedings. District attorneys also have the power to choose which charges are filed against an individual accused of a crime or dismiss the case altogether. In regards to these Soros activist DAs, the issue at hand is the power to bring lesser charges against the accused, as well as dismissing the cases altogether. With this knowledge in hand, I decided to examine the city that I consider to be the punching bag of the right, Chicago. Turns out Chicago has a Soros DA by the name of Kim Fox. George Soros gave her $2 million in her attorney race. The total amount she raised was 2.8 to give you an idea of how much money he gave her. 
According to the Chicago Tribune, she drops far more felony cases than her predecessor, and she has been frequently criticized by many people in Chicago all across the political spectrum. However, she gained national attention when she recused herself from the Jussie Smollett case. Y'all never heard of Jussie Smollett? Rob, we are currently looking at these charts tracking Kim Fox with her predecessor, another Democrat DA named Anita Alvarez. Rob, I just want to show you some of these charts. She's dropping almost 30% to double the violent felony cases. So we can look at homicide. She drops 8.1, her predecessor 5.3. Aggravated battery, 7%, her predecessor 5.9. Aggravated battery with a firearm, 6.1, her predecessor 4.8. Aggravated battery of a police officer, 8.1, her predecessor 3.9. It gets worse. Uh, narcotics, uh, she drops 53.8, her predecessor 34.5. Uh, sex crimes, 9.5, her predecessor, 6.5. Now, armed robbery, her predecessor actually dropped more, but it's only by 0.4%. And the wild one is escape. So what is felony escape? This isn't really something most people know, but this is anything ranging from messing with an ankle monitor and manipulating that to actually running away from the police after you've been arrested and they know who you are. She drops 34.3 of those. Her predecessor dropped 4.1. This is wild and we have the statistics for you to see. I guess if we're trying to argue in her defense, she feels that if she does it this way, she wins more convictions. She gets 70, she wins 75% of her convictions and her predecessor, only won uh, 66% of hers. But at the end of the day, she's lying. What she's doing isn't what she says she's doing. She is letting violent felonies happen and she's not pursuing those. Ah, Stu, you are cursed with being a Smith. Medical science is conclusive that we Smiths are the smartest people in the world. We are left brain folks. We use reason and logic to derive at certain answers. It's hard for us to understand emotive actions, irrational emotive actions, but Stu, my wisdom knows no bounds. Here, Stu, there is no applied logic, reason, or anything in the applicable facts that cause these prosecutors to do what they do. They are driven not by logic or any legitimate theory of jurisprudence. They are driven by the rawest and most dangerous emotion of human existence. They are driven by hatred, which is the philosophical foundation and indeed the major building component of the left. Hatred. Let's not forget that these DAs were all recruited because of their legal beliefs. None of them disclosed exactly how radical they were when they ran for office. Now, they will tell you that they released criminals into the public for some greater good, simply a subterfuge to hide their real agenda. Like the libs on the Supreme Court, 
they don't follow the law to reach a logical fact-based conclusion. They choose the outcome first and then twist the law and facts to make it look like the outcome is based in law. Marxists are outcome-based. They desire not equality before the law, but equality of outcomes. Outcomes not based on human performance. They hate the successful and hardworking. They hate those who conduct themselves with self-restraint. These are the people who succeed in life because Marxism is based on hate, jealousy, and envy. They, the Soros DAs, must eradicate the good works of the successful by promoting the crimes of the most malevolent. Much of the way these DAs think is attributable to the slow and steady, ongoing leftist indoctrination of our major academic institutions. I recently met a fellow at Starbucks. He had been a senior lawyer at the New York Court of Appeals. He said that the clerks coming out of law school are bent on destroying the system and are actively engaged in sabotage. Their role is to do research and fact gathering. And what he told me is they purposefully lie to the senior lawyers, they doctor and conceal facts and misrepresent legal research to let hardened criminals go. They have had to discontinue using recent graduates from law school because they can't trust them. What these idiots don't understand is that there has never been a better system of justice than our Anglo-American system of jurisprudence. In their advocacy to destroy, they will eventually destroy themselves. Stu, could you help our audience out by listing the Soros-backed DAs as well as maybe a few of the stupid ass things they have done. Sure. So we have Diana Becton in Contra Costa County, California. So four of the 19 cities in Contra Costa have now made the top 100 most dangerous cities under her watch. George Gasson, Los Angeles County, California. Give him a quick Google search. His recall campaign just got enough signatures to recall him. We have Monique Wuerl, who is in the Ninth Judicial Court, uh, which is Orange and Osceola counties, Florida. Um, fun fact, her predecessor was another Soros-backed lawyer named Aramis Ayala. Darius Patillo, who's in Henry County, Georgia. Kim Fox, Cook County, Chicago, Illinois. Just talked about her. We have James Stewart in Caddo Parish, Louisiana. Scott Collins, Circuit Court. District 16, Mississippi. We have Jody Owens, Hines County, Mississippi. Criminal, maybe himself. He was accused of sexually harassing multiple women when he worked for the Southern Poverty Law Center. Jackson has now become one of the deadliest cities in America under his watch. We have Kim Gardner, St. Louis, Missouri. If you're fans of the McCloskeys, you know Kim. This is a, this is a judge's quote who removed her from the case. The circuit attorney's conduct raises the appearance that she initiated a criminal prosecution for political purposes. She's also attempted to investigate the Republican governor of Missouri. 
Uh, she herself has had campaign uh, finance violations, and St. Louis became the murder capital of the nation in 2019 under her watch. We have uh, Raul Torres in Bernalillo County, essentially Albuquerque, New Mexico, Alvin Bragg in Manhattan, New York. We all know how screwed up Manhattan is right now. To give you a taste why, Bragg stated in an internal memo that his office would not be seeking prison sentences for crimes such as armed robbery, drug dealing, and burglary. More than nine prosecutors in his Manhattan office quit because of that. David Clegg in Ulster County, New York, Larry Krasner, Philadelphia, um, Pennsylvania, in 2021, Philadelphia became the murder capital of the United States with the highest per capita homicide rate of the country's 10 largest cities under his watch. Uh, we have Jack Stolsteimer, Delaware County, Pennsylvania. You may sadly remember the broad daylight rape on a train that was videotaped. Stolsteimer and his local PD feuded over how to handle that, just to give you an idea of how messed up he is. We have Joe Gonzalez in Bexar County, San Antonio, pretty much, Texas. We have John Cruzalt, Dallas County, Texas. Uh, Cruzalt failed to get a conviction in a straightforward case against Billy Chimurmir, a Kenyan immigrant charged with murdering and robbing 18 elderly women in assisted living facilities. Brian Middleton, Fort Bend County, Texas. Kim Ogg, Harris County, pretty much Houston, Texas. We have Jose Garza, Travis County, Austin, Texas. Garza has developed a reputation for letting violent offenders go free on little to no bail. Garza released a man with eight prior felony convictions after he was caught toting a gun in a meth-fueled car chase with the police. After his release with an ankle monitor, the man allegedly went on a crime spree committing 10 armed robberies. We have Parissa Degani Tafty in Arlington County and City of Falls Church, Virginia. She is facing a recall petition after crimes like felony aggravated assault rose 40% during her first year in office. Steve Descano, Fairfax County, Virginia, also facing a recall petition. Descano has made it his office's official policy not to prosecute more than 20 different crimes, including shoplifting for goods under $1,000, prostitution, and indecent exposure. Buddha Bibaraj, Loudoun County, Virginia made headlines for personally seeking jail time for Scott Smith, a father who was arrested for misdemeanor disorderly conduct at a Loudoun County school board meeting while protesting the school board's cover up of his 14 year old daughter's rape by a transgender boy in a school bathroom. Smith's defense attorneys reported that it was completely unheard of for a DA to personally handle a misdemeanor, much less to pursue jail time, court ordered anger management and a hefty fine. Guess what? Facing recall. And last but not least, we have Raman Fedehi in Norfolk County, Virginia. Now, a few of these DAs like Patillo and Stewart, despite being progressive, haven't really done anything progressive, which may be something of note. So depending on where you are, even if you are a Soros-backed DA, it may be nearly impossible for you to implement your plans 
but that is dependent on you being in a hyper red area and maybe not having the same level of balls like Kim Gardner. Clearly we see with Kim Gardner, someone who feels like they are immune to the law and will do whatever they want. And really almost like a sociopath will just try to ruin people's lives. Stu, the left is clever and smart. The popular image I have of the left is that of Lucifer. They know where the weaknesses are and they know where to attack and they are always at work. The Apostle Paul talks about always being on guard with a shield and a sword and to recognize what is going on. As far as combating Marxist influence, our side is not very good at exposing the stealthy ways that creep into and rot our institutions. The left recognizes that prosecutors have discretion. They're smart. You can have conservative mayors, conservative city councils, board of supervisors, great police chiefs, tough anti-crime laws. But if a prosecutor won't prosecute, criminals can run amok and bring down civil society, which, of course, is exactly what these Soros-funded DAs want. Now, when I was looking over the fact that these DAs preside over 40% of the nation's murders, let's also keep in mind that one in five Americans is actually represented by one of these DAs. Now, we just listed 20-some prosecutors, but Soros has already had some come and go. He has gotten 75 of these activist DAs elected and has no intent of slowing down. So are we going to look at Soros DAs representing 50% of Americans in another six years? He's been at this since 2016. He even took all his little pets on a all expense paid trip to Portugal. So let's look at that picture real quick. In my opinion, this is a carefully planned attack on the judicial system. Dude, our side needs to do exactly what we're doing right now with this podcast. And we need to expose what is going on so that we can use our swords and our shields to win the battle. Victory or death. Victory or death. Victory or death. Victory or death. Victory or death.